Today, uh, I believe God wants to bring, uh, he wanted me to bring this message, okay? Um, and the title of this message today is going to be called Hacked, right? So the reason for that is because I believe that um, a lot of our identities have been hacked, right, with the world's way of teaching things, right? And I feel like we need to get back to... Um, God's original intent for us. I feel like we can't operate in who God called us to be when we've been hacked in certain areas in our lives. Y'all rocking with me? Okay, cool. So y'all could talk back to me. If somebody say something was hacked, what does that mean? Y'all can yell it out. Overtaken, stolen. Okay, okay. Okay, I like that. I like that. So the definition of hacked is the act of compromising digital devices and networks through unauthorized access, right, to an account or a computer. So the main two words I want to point out is the act of compromising and unauthorized access, right? So we want to get back to the original intent of who God called us to be. We can't because sometimes we give the enemy unauthorized access, right? So we weren't meant to go through life being mean, cursing each other out, gossiping, this, that, the other, because as you can see, the harvest is on the way. How many of y'all know we in the end times right now, right? And the harvest is on the way, but we can't help the harvest if we ain't dealt with the stuff that you, you feel me we need to be dealing with, right? How can we fully, fully operate in him um, and we've been hacked in certain areas? So the first scripture uh, I want to go to is 1 Timothy uh, chapter 1, verse 5 in the NLT. Okay, I'm just, I'm going to read it. So it says, the purpose of my instructions is that all believers will be filled with love that comes from a pure heart, a clear conscience, and genuine faith, right? So that was the instruction that God gave us was to have a pure heart, a clear conscience, and genuine faith, right? But how many of us are actually operating in that? Right. So this isn't just in regards to being in church, but your everyday life at work, when you at the store, you driving, relationships, parenting. Right. I'm preaching this because so I always preach uh, from a place of where I come from. You know, God has me do this thing like I got to read like uh, like three, three chapters a day. I got to do that. And in those three chapters a day, God reveals things to me that I need to work on in myself. And then I just be like, OK, cool. I'm working on this. I feel like I could bring this word to everybody else. You feel me? Um, so the enemy tests us in those areas that, you know, uh, we, we're working on just to give y'all a prime example. Like I'm not, I'm not trying to be a perfect Christian, but I want to be who God called me to be. Right. And I, I told the youth this Wednesday, I was in a Chipotle parking lot. Um, I was with my wife and it was a guy and he thought that he can get the park before her, but clearly she was dead before. Him, okay. So he cut through, he, we went into the park and he thought she was in a car by herself. Well, well she th he thought she was in a car by herself. So he raised his middle finger up at my wife, right? And then he blocked her in. He didn't know I was in a car. So he tried to block her in the car because he thought she was by herself. Man, I hopped out that car so fast, bro. I hopped, bro, I hopped out that car so fast, and I had some words for him, but look, my goal is to be 100% transparent, and they wasn't holy at all. He got the popping on stuff. I man, Joe, shut, you feel me? But I'm, I'm, just, I'm just keeping it in 100, you know what I'm saying? But just that quick second, 
something that I've been working on and getting back to God's instructions of getting a pure heart, a clear conscience and genuine faith, it wasn't fulfilled. And I felt bad because I don't want to be that Christian who lost their witness over a parking spot. My conscience wasn't clear. You feel me? I never want to lose my witness over something like that. And I had, I had just came from the gym. I was fasted. I did a fasted workout and I just wanted some Chipotle. Now I'm finna square up. Now I'm finna score up with some white dude over a Keith Adia. You feel me? Like, nah, bro. So, <laughs> y'all know what the Keith Adia is, right? You, know, you feel me? You gotta get the, the chicken, you gotta get the fajita veggies, then you gotta get mix the vinaigrette with the sa- All right, forget it. I ain't gonna go into all that. Because everybody gonna be at Chipotle out there that's like, can I get the uh, Keith Adia? Right. <laughs> so, like, so it's just because some of us need a reset. Like sometimes computers, they need resets, right? So let's look at more instructions that God has given us to operate in our original intent, even outside of focusing on our purpose, our gifting, and things like that, just as, just as a living believer, right? So let's go to 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 1 through 4. And I'll just read. It says, I urge you, first of all, to pray for all people. Ask God to help them intercede on their behalf and give them thanks. Pray this way for kings and all who are in, in authority so that we can live peaceful and quiet lives marked by godliness and dignity. Right. <clears throat> Excuse me. This is good and pleasing God, our Savior, who wants everyone to be saved and understand the truth. Right. So. This is the standard that God wants us to keep because it draws the list, right? We live in a mean, agitated world. Pastors say all the time, people are on edge and people are really off the chain for no reason. And I'm guilty of it, self my time, just based on what somebody else has done to me. So a lot of that is the result in the world's way of doing things and we get sucked in it. So we get hurt from people in the world, but the world is operating on a, on a totally different system. And then that system sometimes sleek into the church because it, it slips through the gate, right? But now we find ourselves doing what they're doing when we're supposed to be a part of the world. We're not supposed to be a part of the world. We're supposed to be speaking the word system, right? So I have another scripture. It's First Timothy uh Chapter 2, verse 9, if we could pull that up. Okay, so it says, and I want women to be modest in their appearance. They should wear decent and appropriate clothing and not draw attention to themselves by the way they fix uh, their hair by wearing gold or pearls and expensive clothes. Uh, for women who claim to be devoted to God should make themselves attractive by go doing by attractive by the good things that they do. Okay, so we're talking about this whole identity thing and being hacked in certain areas. Look, I'm not saying that you can't, and I'm speaking to our young ladies and our older ladies, I guess, but. God do want you to have your Dior, you feel me? He wants you to have your Chanel. He wants you to have all of that. But he, he does cause us to have nice things, but it gets to the point where we worship and we compromise for these things, okay? So people might feel insecure and say, I'm going to go get me a BBL. I'm going to go get my nose shaved down. And I'm going to put on this persona. But that doesn't define who you are. Just ask yourself, 
what is something that I'd naturally do well where I don't need these extra things, right? God just asks you to do what you're good at in that scripture, right? And then the benefit's going to come, right? And you, it's crazy because I used to chase after, like, women like that. And I don't know why I'm talking about this, but I used to chase after women like that who, you know, half-naked, this, that, the other, you know what I'm saying? But they ain't really need no, they ain't really mean no, no good, you know what I'm saying? But this scripture says for women who claim to be devoted to God should make themselves attractive by the good things that they do. The word also says that he that finds a wife finds a good thing and obtains favor. When I found my wife, I found her doing her good thing. She was on the camera when I found her, so she was doing something that she was good at. Then I found her. Y'all rocking with me? Okay, cool. <laughs> so, young ladies, do what you're good at, and God, and, and you know, and that man will find you. Okay, um, because the male, even males as well, not just women, the male's identities has been hacked as well. You might think you, you know, somebody, you you might think you dating Larry, but then later on down the line, he turned into Leslie, right? And we don't want to talk about that. So, if y'all can pull that picture up of Leslie, it's a, you know, he got a skirt on, all that type of stuff. <clears throat> so, right, so look, so check this out, right? And, and I'm saying this because this is how our, hold on, I got to take my ring off because I feel like this going to fall off. Don't beat me up, too. Um, this is the world that we live in, right? A lot of our kids' our identities are being hacked through People like this, right? So he can come out as a famous rock star. And I used to turn up to his music before I went to the club because he was cold. You know what I'm saying? But you come out as a rock star, and then years later, you don't want to be Lil Uzi no more. You got an alter ego, and his name, her name is Leslie, and you was just in Thailand. You know what I'm saying? So this is what, you know, the youth respond to. So if you're not checking their phones and you're not talking to them, this is what minister. This is what minister is was ministering to them, right? So then, when they get older, when they become men, how they gonna lead a woman? He just talked about passing things down to our generation. So how's how's gonna be like if I got a boy and I walk in a crib with a skirt one day? Don't call me dad. Don't call me Ty. I'm Taisha today. Do you know how confused that kid will be? And we scared to talk about this type of stuff because we're going to be attacked. But when the Christians going to stand up? Because it's, this is biblical. You feel me? Right? Um, even, what's his name? Mr. Beast. Anybody watch Mr. Beast videos he give to people and stuff like that? So now they're trying to attack him because a, a, a guy chose to do his transgender journey on his show without telling him. So now if he say something to him, guess who they going to attack? That's the world we live in. A lot of kids watch Mr. Beast. A lot of kids watch his shows. That's the agenda. Our kids are being hacked through the media, okay? Y'all rocking with me? Okay. So that's what I, I, I've been saying for a long time. You know, check your kids' phone. You know, yes, they can have privacy to a certain extent, but as long as they in your crib, you should be checking their phones. privacy to a certain extent. Don't be trying to go through all that stuff. Go through the stuff that you need to go through. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so, we talking about this whole thing of 
the, the title is called Hacked, right? And I like to use, like, um, I like to make it practical. Jesus spoke in parables, and I, tr- you know, try my best to be like Jesus. You know what I'm saying? So I, I try to do that a little bit. So for those in corporate and in school, how many of y'all know what a phishing email is? Anybody know what a phishing email is? Y'all ever got that report at work? You know, they got you, the trainers, don't respond to the phishing emails and stuff like that. Some of us fail them trainers because we really don't do them. We just play the video and don't even look at them. Right, but a technique. So, what a phishing email is, it's a technique for attempting to acquire sensitive data such as bank account numbers through fraudulent uh, solicitation an email or on a website in which the perpetrator masquerades it, right? So, like, th- this for the elders, too. Y'all ever been on Facebook and your homegirl or your, or your homie ever sent you a message like, hey, bro, here go a Foot Locker coupon. All you got to do is click this link. You will get 30% off. Just fill up all the information, right? So, when you click that and you put all that information in, guess what just happened? They didn't hash you. They didn't took all your information. It's a phishing email. You know what I'm saying? And sometimes you, it really wasn't no phishing email. You know that was you trying to turn $3 into $3,000. Oh, bro. So, <laughs> but sometimes we get, those, we get those right. Yes, we are fishers of men, but the enemy, he be fishing too in a spiritual realm, right? And sometimes he will send us those phishing emails, right? So, you know, it only takes for one hacker to get in, into you, right? So, let's say... One hacker hack your account, and they got what they wanted. They got bank account information. You know another hacker can see, like, dang, hold on. Somebody been in here. So they came and took their bank account information. I'm finna go in here, and I'm finna get his IP address. And it's the same thing. Peep, peep, peep what I'm trying to say, right? Whatever you allow in, if something, see, like, oh, somebody went in there and took his peace. Somebody went in there and took his prosperity. I'm finna go in there. I'm finna take everything else. You know what I'm saying? You gotta watch. You gotta watch what you what you what you put in your ear gates and your eye gates. Okay, be aware of the phishing emails. Um, so God wants us to operate in godliness, dignity, self discipline, have a genuine heart. But by opening ourselves up to systems that have been compromised. He wanted us to live a holy lifestyle, but we can't live a holy lifestyle if we continue to be hacked or we continue to, to operate on, a, on the world system, right? Living an unholy life, when we do that, we're choosing to reject God, right? So let's turn to 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, uh, verse 8. And I'm just reading, okay? So it says, therefore, anyone who refuses to live by these rules is not disobeying uh, human teaching, but is rejecting God who gives his Holy Spirit to you, right? And then if you drop down to uh, verse 11, it says, make it your goal to live a quiet life, minding your own business and working with your hands just as we instructed before, right? So the scripture clearly say it's, a, your goal, it's our goal to live a quiet life, right? And I'm guilty of putting too much on social media. You know what I'm saying? And that was, I, don't, I believe that that wasn't God's intent just for us to, you know, put all our stuff, all our business out there on social media, right? And then you got to think, you putting all your, your stuff on social media, a lot of those people don't, they don't really rock with you like that. So you could say, I got a job interview coming up, right? Or you, you got something that you're excited for coming up. If you're not prayed up, they're going to pray on your downfall. You know what I'm saying? So if you're not praying for yourself 
and you got people praying on your downfall, what you think that's going to do to you? So you got to build yourself up, okay? So I'm going to move real quick here. Uh, so we, you know, and just not to get off track, but we know we're doing the, the faith, the finance, and the fitness thing here, right? I ain't where I want to be fully yet. Like, you know, I'm still detoxing my body and stuff like that. But I was doing research, and one of the guys said that it's not you. So some of the stuff that we eat, it causes parasites on the inside of our body, right? And he said that it ain't you that's hungry. It's the parasite in you that's hungry, right? So it's the same thing with in the spirit realm and what we do. It ain't you that want to watch porn. Right? It ain't you that want to spy on somebody that God told you to disconnect from and you spying on their on Facebook page. You know what I'm saying? So it's not, it's not you that wants it. It's the flesh. Pastor always say, your flesh want what it want. So it ain't the parasite that's hungry. It ain't, it, I mean, it ain't you that's hungry. It's the parasite that's hungry. So you got to ask yourself, man, Joe, what's in my system? You know what I'm saying? Because you detox yourself and then you will see, you will look in a toilet and you will see something squiggling around. Ask me how I know. <laughs> right? <laughs> detox yourself. Sometimes your flesh uh, won't what it won't. Okay? And, and, and before I hopped on the stage, I disconnected from a lot of stuff. Right? Sometimes I go days with just not eating nothing, swallowing my pit, my spit, preparing for the youth. Right? I don't need anything else speaking through me. I need God speaking through me. You feel me? Right? Uh, just to get back on track real quick, the last thing I want to discuss is that I want everybody to realize that Jesus is the antivirus, right? So we're talking about being hacked. We're talking about our system being compromised. How many of y'all had those, uh, you'll be on your computer and you see uh, Mother McAfee or Brother Morton pop up in the right-hand corner and it'll tell you, you need to put this on your computer or your system gonna fail, right? And how many of us ignore that sign when it pop up in the middle of the corner? You're just like, I don't really need to, to put that there. But... It's warning you that if you don't put this on here or if you don't use this, it's system failure. And it's the same thing with Jesus. Jesus is the antivirus. The word of God is the antivirus because we need to operate in who God called us to be. But we can't because we ignoring it. Right. So we can't win souls because we ignoring the antivirus. And now we're, we're moving slow because you, you keep ignoring that. That message, and it said you need to put this antivirus on your computer. Every time you hop on that mug, it gets slower and slower and slower because you ain't put the antivirus on that. And that's the same thing with us. It's like we, not, we don't got no gas if we're not getting in the word. You feel me? All right. So I got one more scripture, I believe, and it's 2 Timothy, um, 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 8 through 10. So it says, <clears throat> so never be ashamed to tell others about our Lord. And don't be ashamed of me either, even though I'm in prison for him. I believe, I ain't going to say who I think it is. I don't want to mess nothing up. So with the strength of God um, gives you, be ready to suffer with me for the sake of the good news. For God saved us and called us to live a holy life. He did this not because we deserve it, but because that was his plan from before the beginning of time to show us his grace through Christ Jesus. And now 
he has made all of this plain to us by appearing um, of Christ Jesus, our Savior. He broke the power of death and illuminated the way to life and immorality through the good news, right? So it says... <laughs> He illuminated the way to life and immorality through the good news. He broke death just by living a holy lifestyle. You feel me? So you can break things in the spirit realm just by choosing to live holy. By Jesus being holy and speaking of good news, it said it shines the light uh, on eternal life and immorality. So living a holy life makes it easier to see in the dark because it illuminates everything. So it's just like... If I take this, right, um, this is a flashlight, and the more we use it, the light get brighter. Because we live in a dark world. A lot of times we can't see nothing. So we need this because the worst thing that can happen is if you live in a hood and y'all in the house ain't clean and y'all ain't paid y'all bills and all the lights go out and you ain't clean the crib, you stepping over something. You're going to hurt yourself. You're going to stumble over stuff. You feel me? But this right here, it's a flashlight. It illuminates things in the dark that we can't see. And then if we, even if we want to get more deep, I think that scripture say it's sharper than any two-edged sword. Hold on. Let me get my, uh, my foundation class back right. It's sharper than any uh, two-edged sword going through spirit and marrow, right? Y'all help me out a little bit. And it also said it exposes our innermost Wickedness, right? Pastor's just talking about our inner weakness. So we want to get really deep. If you have an x-ray, an x-ray ain't nothing but a light. And a lot of times we need to use this to x-ray ourselves because it, expose, it exposes what's in us. So if you x-ray yourself, you can see, okay, I got jealousy in me. I got hate in me because it exposes, it exposes us. So let the word expose you. The word is the antivirus, okay? So that's all I have for y'all. Take that home with y'all. Thank you.